Hey friends and foes, welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today we're talking about how to build confidence in your ideas. Towards the end of last year, some of my friends and I were chatting about artwork and feeling like an imposter, feeling like your ideas just aren't up to par with your skills or vice versa about having inspiration for something, but then your, your self-doubt kind of cripples it and you don't end up making anything at all. And the essential question to all of this was, how do you build confidence in yourself as an artist in, in the, that the ideas that you have are actually worthwhile of being made into something concrete? Specifically, one of my friends said that often they have an idea and then they get scared to try it because they think they're either not capable of executing said idea in a way that anyone would consider worthwhile or assume that the reason they feel scared is because they have bad ideas. Just, they're just not good. How do we get over this? How do we get through this idea that, you know, some things that we make aren't great and some things that we want to make could be great, but we might not measure up to the standard that we've set for ourselves to make them. And all of that with any sort of confidence. Today, I'm going to give you a couple of methods that I've used in the past to get myself out of an art block like this out of the <laughs> the trap that your mind sets for you that is that is without critique on the self that is without the fear that is without you know making art just to be good at it and instead getting into making art that feels good to make simply because you want to make it when i have an idea that i think is good <laughs> that excites me, that makes me want to paint so much that I can't do anything else with concentration until the painting gets made. That's a really good day. It's a, it's a great day. And sometimes I have a similar idea and I will sit with my tea and I'll think, hmm, maybe in a couple of years I'll have the skills to pull this off. And that's an okay day. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll think to myself, who is going to want to see this? No one's going to want to see this. This is just not great. Even if I try to make it, I'm not going to do its service. And in general, that's just a bad day. When I'm personally looking at a painting, I'm looking at uh, a design that I want to try, and I'm staring at the blank canvas, and I, I have an inspiration for something, I do my best to take the pressure off of it. So for example, right now I have a gallery show, my very first one happening in approximately three weeks, and I need to make my last painting for it in the next two weeks so it can be dry and photographed before hanging it up at the event. That is an enormous pressure to have on that painting. I'm essentially destining that painting to have some sort of creative failure on it because of how much pressure I'm putting on it to be good. If it's not good, then I'm not going to have enough work for the show and I'm going to feel bad about myself and it's going to feel incomplete and the artwork will be a resemblance of my inner fears and everyone will know how not good of an artist I am. Do you see how the spirals? Do you see how your brain just kind of takes this negative feeling and lets it bloom and just feeds it and helps it grow in your brain until you have nothing nothing solid to work with. So when I get, when I start to get into that spiral of what if it's not good enough, I have to 
interrupt the pattern. And that's my first, my first sort of advice for you today. If you are feeling like you have no confidence in your artwork and that your ideas that you have, you can't even get you started, you have to interrupt the pattern. You have to interrupt the events that it took to get you to that thought and turn it into something that's actually useful. To interrupt a pattern for my painting specifically, I will say, have an idea. And let's use the cover image for this paint, this episode that I have. Uh, if you just look at your screen, you can see that we have a painting here and it goes from white to yellow to black to green. It's called Evergreen. It was a commission. Say I have the idea for this painting in my head. I'm like, okay, I want to make a gradient painting. I want it to have a golden thread through it, something like lightning, and I want it to be yellows and greens because I think that having a soft muted palette like this would be really interesting and fit the needs of my client. And then I go to my canvas and I'm like, great, we have a plan. And then something stops me, right? Something in your brain says, no, you can't do it that way because it won't be enough. Or you can't do it that way because your skills and color gradients aren't clear enough or crisp enough or whatever, whatever enough is for you. At that point, you have to stop. Like you weren't painting anything then, you were just staring at a blank canvas, but you have to, you have to stop and pull the brakes in your brain. And you have to change something dramatically in the way that you are physically in that space. You're, you're standing in front of your canvas, you're standing in front of your drawing, you're standing in front of your tablet um, or sitting or whatever. You have to physically change what you're doing in your body. Whenever you have a moment where you're noticing your lack of confidence, like one, the awareness of your lack of confidence is brilliant. Just, just seeing that, that's a great first step. From there, step two is that you need to notice the way your, your body is when you're feeling that. When I am personally in a bout of doubt, in, in, in the pits of self-indulgence <laughs> that comes with being unconfident with your abilities, I am short of breath. My breathing gets really shallow and my shoulders get hunched and I clench my jaw. And I don't realize it that I'm doing this and that I've gotten there in that space until, until I'm like really in it. So those things happen. I also notice that I like clench my toes. And like, so I notice that these physical things happen when I'm in that. If you wanna change your perception of something, you have to change what's surrounding it. So in the very first physical sense, I always just stand up right away. And maybe you're already standing. Maybe you're not sitting in a chair in front of your art project, but I stand up and I start moving. I start moving my hands, I shake out my fingers, I wiggle my toes, I roll my shoulders and I feel the crunch of my shoulders. <laughs> and I, I will walk to the kitchen and I'll get a glass of water and I'll drink something that's like ice cold, so cold that you can feel it in your lungs when you're drinking it. And I will widen my eyes and then I'll shut my eyes and I will just kind of make my body breathe in the feeling, the feeling of lack of confidence. And I'll say, I don't need this right now. I don't need this. And, and just that like thought of, I don't need that feeling and kind of like taking it from my brain and setting it aside and moving my body and changing what I'm doing of my movements, my breathing, my everything that's physical about me will start to change how I'm thinking. Getting from step one awareness to step two action is really intense and it takes like a bit of gumption to do it. 
It's really easy to stay in the thought that hurts. It takes strength and it takes some courage to like move yourself out of it. And if you can do that, you're in a great direction. If you can't do it, say you're like, okay, I'm hearing this and I still can't get any confidence in the fact that my ideas may or may not be good. Then I would say, put down the pencil and come back to it in an hour. Like, just don't try to force yourself through it. I would say, put it down, step away. And I know that goes against the fact that you might want to, or even have to make something, just pause. Okay, but let's say you you are able to move your body. Okay, so then you're gonna come back to your your easel. You've you've had some water, you've moved your body around. Maybe you take a walk, maybe you go have a cookie, (laughs) like Richard Smith does. And you're gonna come back to your your palette, come back to your easel, come back to your digital tablet, your pencils or whatever material you've, you've chosen. And I'm looking myself at my easel and it's blank and I'm thinking, okay, instead of, am I good enough for this? What are the specific technical actions I need to take next to execute the idea that I've had? So I'm, I'm thinking about my yellow to green striped painting here, right? That I want to make. And I'm like, okay, step one is I need to make the grid. I need to get my pencil and get my ruler and put it down and do something that I know how to do in the smallest of steps, which is I can make a three by three inch grid on a 30 by 30 inch panel and, and, and make that happen. And that's step one. By having a moment of what is the technical thing what is the, the step, the, the action that is concrete and granular and being like, that's the first step. I'm going to do that. You, you separate yourself from doubt and you, you take yourself into action. You're not reacting to the thoughts that you have that are inhibiting you from creation and you're, you're stepping yourself towards action, which we love. Okay. So from there, my next step would be, okay, I want to make a yellow to green painting what paints, what pigments specifically am I going to use? So the grid is done and I go to my, my bag of color and I pick out the specific colors that I need. Maybe you're working digitally. Pick out the colors for your palette in your little color wheel and make, make yourself a little like palette in your di- digital work, right? Or maybe you are an illustrator. Get your materials, get your color pencils, set them out. You have the materials you need. You have the skills you need. That's what I want you to think about here. When you're, you're, you're trying to defeat the, the lack of confidence, you, you need to start thinking about, okay, what do I have? What is available and what is in front of me? So you, you take your pencils, you take your paintbrushes. Is it clean? Are your materials ready to go? I think a lot of times we approach art and we feel ready and something inhibits us, like our materials aren't ready or our space isn't tidy or something isn't clean or there's loud noises coming from the outside. Whatever it is, try to set yourself up for success in the space that you have. Are your materials ready to go? Are they easy in reach? Are they, do they need any sort of maintenance? If you're stuck and feeling confident, try and solve those problems first and come back to your project. We have our painting and I'm looking at it, the grid's done. I'm like, okay, I picked up my colors. I've got the warm white, I've got the ochre. I've got the chromatic black, I've got my green, it's kind of a sap green, and I put them in the order that I know I'm gonna want to paint them in. Awesome. I've just done two major steps, putting the grid down, picking out the colors of this painting. 
not only have I started this piece, I am now in the process and I'm, I'm in making it, even though I haven't put any paint down yet. That's a huge step. When you're not feeling confident about your artwork, just having those two steps done, checked off the list, amazing. We love it. That feels, feels really good. And it'll often get the gears rolling in your brain about less thinking about yourself and your perception of your abilities and more into the act of creating. So after I've picked up my colors, I now know that I want to set up the gold. I want to do gold leaf. When you are feeling unsure of yourself, the doubt can come at any second, right? Say I was looking at this piece and I'm like, okay, I know I want gold lightning to go through it, but where do I put it? What if I put it in the wrong spot? Okay, so that's an opportunity for doubt to come back in. You then are going to be like, okay, so instead of just putting down the adhesive in the first place I think of it, I'm going to take one of my pencils that I have nearby, it's yellow, and I'm going to draw out on the panel where I think the lightning should go because I can always paint over it. This is not a high stakes moment. I can put this down and I can draw where I think this should go and I can take a step back and I can look at it and think, yeah, that suits it. Or no, I should change something. And then either move forward or change it. The more technical you can think about your artwork, the more likely you're gonna get through making it. Okay, so finally I've drawn the lightning shape and now I want to put the gold on. So I get my adhesive and I'm like, all right, I've done this a couple times before, I know what I'm doing, and I put down the adhesive. And then I wait a half hour and I let it dry and I go maybe do a chore or hang out and play games on my phone, whatever. And then I get my gold out and this is such a systematic process of putting the gold on the panel that you don't really have to think about it too much. It's not creative, it's technical. We love that. <laughs> that gets us making more and it puts us in the making process. So I've put the gold on and I put the sealant on and for me, the sealant takes time to dry so I go to bed or something. <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, okay, now it's time to actually paint. I've got the gold on here, I've got the grid, I've picked out my colors. And now all there's left to do is to pick out what color to work on first. With a painting like the one I have on the cover here, I like to work from one color to the next, starting in the upper left corner and moving down to the lower right corner. And I think, you know what would be really exciting? If we started off with a bright white. So I pick the color that's most attractive to me, which is the white in that moment. And then I put a pile down on my palette and I mix the consistency and I put in the turpentine and I put in whatever fillers I need to make the paint last the way I want it to. And I put down my secondary color and I start mixing it in. If you've ever feeling like stuck where you have a, a artist block, if you go into the motions of just working with your materials, that's a surefire way to get your, your brain to be quiet. <laughs> when you get into the process of mixing your materials, of sharpening your pencils, of doing some sketches, just getting into the motion of making, not necessarily creating something beautiful, but just in the motions of working with your tools, you're gonna start feeling more confident in yourself. It just happens. If it doesn't happen, if you're stuck here, well, then we continue. <laughs> For this kind of painting that I have, it's very um, systematic, and I've said this once before, but it, it, has a, it has a process where I'm adding a little bit of color to the pile and I'm painting it, then I'm adding a little bit more color to the pile and I'm painting it. 
and I keep going and I try and get the value shades right. That's where the artistic creativity comes in. We're making sure that the value is systematic and it goes in a gradient that's pleasing to the eyes. We love it. It's fun. As you go through your piece of whatever you're making, break it down into steps that are easy to accomplish. Is there something where you're like, okay, I'm going to paint, uh, maybe you're doing a still life portrait. You're going to put down the ground of color on your canvas, and then you block in the shapes, and then you do the most exciting part of the painting or the lightest or the darkest and break it down into bite-sized pieces into like little bits. So we have already, we have doing the drawing, doing the ground, the, the wash over it. We have sketching out the drawing of the piece. We have picking out the colors, right? So those are like really easy to bite steps, right? And so continue to do that for the rest of your piece of whatever you're making. I guess all in all, my favorite way to build more confidence in my ideas is to remove the doubt in my brain by going back to the materials and going back into the system of what I'm making. That will usually pull me out of my confidence and pull me out of my, my ego that might be hurt by things that my brain is saying to me. <laughs> and that's usually a way to pull me out of my creative block. Now, let's say you've finished something and you're not feeling like it's very good. You're looking at your painting, you're looking at your drawing or whatever it is you're making, and you're like, okay, I think I'm finished, but also I don't like it. And it didn't measure up to the idea I have in my head of what I wanted it to be like. It's really easy to get upset with yourself at this point. It's easy to feel like you want to neglect any other future pieces that you might make. It, it makes it easy to want to quit. Instead of going down into that very sad rabbit hole, which is sometimes what our minds are like, you have, you have some choices, right? You can say, okay, I'm feeling like this and it's okay to feel like this because it is. And then you have to decide what you want. Do you want to feel terrible about your artwork? The answer is usually no. So then we have to figure out how do we not feel terrible about what we've made and how do we move forward? And again, you have to get technical with it. Whenever I have a painting and I'm like, I don't love this, but it's done. Or maybe it's not done and I want to move forward with it, but I don't know how to get it to a place where I do like it. I have a list of questions that I ask myself about the piece that are all technical. And they all give me an answer for how to move forward with it. Looking again at the cover photo for this episode, I'm looking at this painting to be honest, I, I do like it. I love this painting and I liked how it turned out. But let's say, let's go for, let's critique it. Let's say I don't like it. My first question I ask myself about it is, is the painting convincing? And that's kind of a vague question, but I ask myself this question to say, does it feel like it's settled? Does it feel like it's weighted? Does it feel like it has light? Does it feel like it, it's, it makes sense to the brain that, yeah, that gradient does happen from yellow to black to green, and it feels right. Now, when I look at this painting, my answer is yes, but let's pretend I'm saying no, it's not convincing. So then I go through my next question. And the first question is, does it have a sense of light? Whether you're painting in abstract, whether you're drawing in realism, whatever it is, if your picture doesn't have a sense of light, or if the light is conflicting, like you have shadows on two sides of the face that don't, doesn't make sense, 
that's a that's a great place to start. I think this painting here that has the gradient does have a sense of light. It's coming from the upper left. It's sunny. It feels it feels bright and it feels like oh yeah, it should go into dark there. But if a if a painting doesn't have a sense of light, that's the first place you know look for your problem. I find that whenever I don't like a picture after I've painted it, it's because something technical is off about it and that's something to address. So whenever I have an answer, a no answer to any of the questions I'm asking about this, that's where the problem is and that's where the solution is. So the next question is, what is the temperature of the piece? Is it warm? Is it cold? Can you tell what time of day it is during the painting? When I look at this one, I see early morning. The grounds are misty, the, the trees are starting to sparkle with light, and the sun is just rising. That's what I see with this piece. Sometimes you can't tell what the temperature of the day is like when you look at a piece, and that's, that's a good way to make it feel better. What is, what is the day like? What is the temperature? Um, does the painting have a sense of weight? Is there a, a point, like, does it feel settled in space? With this one, the diagonal goes right through the middle. It feels really dramatic and it does have a sense of weight. Sometimes you're like, my character is floating and I don't know why, not because it doesn't have a shadow on the ground, but because there's no ground at all. <laughs> or maybe it's like, oh, this map I'm drawing feels like it's just not attached to anything. You want to create a sense of weight and create a sense of light to give it a feeling of like it's like it's a, a real image, even if it's abstract, even if it's something that's like, um, I don't know, <laughs> like a character design or whatever. That's, that's a good feeling. And if it doesn't, then you carry on and you solve that problem. The next one is, um, does it have balance? Does it have symmetry? Is it asymmetrical? Does it have a sense of rhythm? Those are great questions to ask about it. Does your painting have a good sense of value? Is the painting high-key, where it's mostly bright with a couple of dark images pieces in it, like this painting is, it's very high-key? Or is it low-key, where it's mostly dark with a couple of highlights in it? If you, can, if you can dictate where it is on the value spectrum, that creates a much stronger piece of artwork. What are your values doing? Do they seem, do they seem right? Do they seem off? What's there? And so on and so forth with these questions. I... I have like a dozen of them I go through and each one gets more specific, more granular the farther down the list you go because usually my question is answered in the first couple of them. <laughs> Does it have rhythm? Is it balanced? Is the drawing good? Do I need to go back and change proportions of something? Et cetera, et cetera. At some point when you are feeling good about your, your artwork, I would write out your own personal list of questions to ask yourself about your piece when it's done for when you're, you know, you're feeling doubt and you're feeling unconfident about your abilities. Does it have a sense of light? Does it have a sense of ground? Does it have a sense of value? Does it have a sense of temperature? And so on and so forth. Um, create your own list that you can ask yourself and uh, you'll start feeling more like you're in charge of your artwork unless that it's in charge of destroying your soul. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> so let's let's backtrack to where you are not feeling confident, and you haven't started anything yet. I feel like it's really normal to feel scared to start. A good way to defeat being afraid to start a piece, whatever the end fear is of being good enough or being able to finish it or being technically skilled, whatever, a good way to get over that fear 
is to do a lot of starts. Starting in a picture, starting in anything that you want to make, putting down a half hour of effort into a piece and knowing that you'll never finish it is perfect. I think especially when you are beginning in your art career or your art hobby practice, you need to do a lot of starts. And I mean like hundreds of starts. You shouldn't be trying to finish anything for a long time. And you have a lot of ideas and maybe there are four things specifically. Um, but I think when I was a beginner, I, I started hundreds of paintings and I finished like two of them <laughs> for good reason. Because when you start a piece, getting, getting the first pencil drawings down, getting the first paint strokes down and getting them correct from the beginning is a skill that builds your confidence. Because if you draw something and you're inconfident about what placement you're doing for the composition or what colors you're using and you just get lucky and you get it right, well, that's one thing. But if you put the right colors down on purpose in the right spot, it's gonna be the keystone for a great picture. It's gonna be the keystone for a great drawing or painting. Do a lot of starts, copy great masterworks, do a lot of drawings and, and think to yourself, I'm not gonna finish this because I'm not supposed to finish this. Like put in just a, a half hour of effort, 20 minutes of effort, whatever you've got, and do it again and again and again. And eventually, one of the starts you have, you're going to be like, oh, this is really good. And then you continue. <laughs> and then you eventually, inevitably mess it up. And then you start again and you continue and you do it and you do it until, until you feel like, okay, I can start a picture, no problem. And then you continue and you finish the piece. And it feels good. Lots of practice. Going back to the last part of this question, which is, the, the feeling like you might have bad ideas <laughs> or even that feeling that someone else has done this better before you. There's, there's something I always tell to my friends um, when they're like, oh, I want to draw this thing, but someone else has already drawn it and they're really good at it and I don't think I want to want to do it. I'm like, you know, I really like romance books about lesbians in space and you know, I don't think I've ever read just one and been like, that's enough. That's enough of this space opera with these fantastic gals having a good time. Like, <laughs> I want like a hundred of them. I want a thousand of them. I will never get tired of looking at them. If you're ever like, I want to do this thing that someone else has already done it and also better than me, you should make it anyways because there will always be a hunger for that thing from somebody somewhere. Somebody is your audience and they've maybe seen the quote unquote better one and they're like, I want more of this. <laughs> if you're feeling like you have just bad ideas in general, but you're not sure they're bad ideas, like you're like, maybe they're bad ideas, but you're not sure, I would just start the picture anyways. Just be like, hey, this might be trash and it's okay if it's trash. <laughs> I say this to myself a lot. <laughs> It's okay if it's not good. It doesn't have to be good. It's not its job to be good. Its job is to be my idea. Its job is to be my creation. And I'm gonna make it because it feels good and it feels fun to make. And I'm just, it was an exciting idea and I want to let it come to life. If you, if you say these things to yourself with a smile on your face, even if it feels forced, it, um, it feels better. 
my my final thought on all this is that if you feel like you have a bad idea for a picture, I don't I don't truly believe in bad art ideas. <laughs> but if you if you really feel like you have a bad a bad picture idea, and you're you're hemming and hawing over whether to make it or not, I want you to consider the weight that you're putting onto this idea. You're like this might not be a good idea, a truly a truly bad idea, an idea where you're just like this isn't worth drawing, it's going to leave your brain pretty quickly. But if you have an idea and it's sticking around and you're like, I really want to create this, but it might be bad, j just do it. <laughs> create it because it's, it's, it's haunting you. It's lingering in your brain. It's like, oh, this might not be good, but you know, I kind of want to do it, but I'm not sure if I should do it because it might not be good enough. Just do it anyways. Do it anyways. Channel your inner Shiloh buff and give yourself a little power stance get going, you know, get going. I think it's going to be really great. One extra piece of advice I've got for you is if you are feeling like you are technically limited on your just ability to create, as if you have ideas to create and you want to make something, but you feel like my drawing skills aren't up to par, my painting skills are lacking, my color skills are blah, blah, blah. I want you to make a list of everywhere that you feel like you aren't quite grasping the skill you need to execute your 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 painting or your drawing, your creative piece. Get get specific with it. So make a list of every single thing that you feel like you could improve in your skills. Whether that's anatomy, with drawing, it's color skills, it's value skills. And then find, like go online and search for one, but find a an exercise that will help you address that specific weakness. For example, for me, I had a really hard time drawing straight lines, especially vertical ones for some reason. It was just like that <laughs> vertical axis was challenging for me. So the exercise I found was you get yourself a ruler and a pencil and you draw one straight line using the hard edge and then you remove the ruler and you try to mimic that vertical line as precisely as you can freehand. And you would do it like 50 times in a row until you got something that was consistently much more in that vertical line. Finding things to practice will always keep you occupied, will always keep you creatively engaged, and you know you're improving because you're practicing. The last thing I want to talk about is attitude. It's good to have some audacity. It's good, it's good to have some, you know, screw you brain. I want to make what I want to make. <laughs> and... If I don't feel good about this after I've made it, then maybe I can follow that thought at a later point for future drawings. But at least I tried, you know? Like, I tried to make this, and I probably learned something while making it that I can translate to make better paintings and better drawings in the future. Have some audacity. Be ambitious. Make the bad ideas anyways. And do lots of starts. That's my advice for you today on how to build confidence in your ideas. I hope it's helpful. I would love to hear your ideas about how you build confidence in your artwork. Do you do lots of starts? Do you have pep talks for yourself? How do you keep the good ideas coming? And how do you defeat the imposter from suffocating your creative spirit? I want to know. Send me a message. Comment here on the podcast. You can find the podcast on the internet at stephaniescott.art slash brushwork. You can also find me on Instagram at brushworkpod or at stephaniescott.art. If you want to hang out with me live, I'm on Twitch four times a week. 
and you can find that schedule also on my Instagram page. It's good to talk to you all and I'll see you next week. Make good choices, everybody. Toodles, bye.